Welcome to Life Happens, where Texans come to protect their legacy and prepare for the second half of life. Join your host, attorney Kim Hegwood with Hegwood Law Group and our weekly guest as we navigate the challenges that emerge as life happens. Now here's your host, Kim Hegwood. Good morning to Life Happens, and uh, I'm Kim Hegwood, and today we have a very special guest, Brendan Shannon, and um, and he has a company called Complete Dementia Solutions, and so, uh, Brendan, can you tell us a little bit about your background and, and what made you decide to start uh, your company? Sure. Thanks so much, Kim, for having me, and, and uh, so blessed to be on this uh, show, and it really started out uh, about 19 years ago. Uh, my dad started making simple mistakes. And and then when he went to the doctor, they found out that he had uh, bone marrow leukemia. Um, and we thought there was a correlation with dementia and it really wasn't. So he went under uh, chemotherapy. And after all the radiation, uh, he ended up getting what's called chemo brain uh, around 51 years old. And so he was actually diagnosed with dementia at age 51 and then passed away at 70. So within that journey, if you will, of almost 19 years, he kept on working uh, until his early 60s, which is pretty rare rare with the dementia. Um, But he started making mistakes as a mechanical engineer and you can't do that. And so they let him go and he was embarrassed about it. So he went home to try to commit suicide with sleeping medications. And so after that point, it start, just started going downhill. Um, and then he was diagnosed with uh, frontal lobe Lewy bodies dementia. And so it almost it's almost like 180 degrees. The person totally changes. So my dad was very outgoing, very personal to a person that was very mean and very direct. But there is a point with Lewy bodies dementia where it's, it goes down and then comes up and it's a false positive. It's called a false positive where dad's starting to come back. And that's the time my dad and mom decided to go on a trip to Florida, to Tampa, Florida, to visit her parents. And while they were down there for about nine days, everything was fine. Dad was acting like the old jelly bean he is. And then uh, the last day around four o'clock in the morning, he gets up in the morning and looks at his loving wife and he goes, huh, I don't recognize this woman. And so he sneaks out of bed, gets in the rental car, drives from Tampa, heading back to Houston in December, and it's kind of chilly, going through stop signs, red lights, and finally a state trooper pulls him over about 50 miles out. And he saw something was not connecting right with my father. He's like, okay, this guy is rambling on, and he's crying. And he told the cop, he said, I have to go home to confess my sins to my loving wife. And so my parents had a relationship like the movie The Notebook. And so he felt devastated that he cheated on mom, not knowing that it, that was actually mom in bed. And so fast forward a couple hours, my mom calls me and she tells me the same story I just explained and said that she's getting a, an escort to get on the plane with her because he doesn't want to go anywhere with her because she's an imposter. So he, he flew back and then went to uh, Kingwood uh, psych unit, which is north of Houston and actually got beat up in there uh one of his there's a um a druggie that was there uh that thought my dad was flirting with him and he he never stunned he never never done that so he got uh knocked out so he pulled him out of there and then it was just a bouncing game going to different locations 
saying that they can help my father with Lewy bodies when they couldn't and too many salesmen not knowing what they're talking about. And, and so I, at the time I was working for a company called Mazak Engineering, I was a mechanical engineer salesman uh, for that company. And um, after changing my dad's diaper, taking care of him, him getting bounced around to a lot of locations, uh, my mom getting punched in the face, um, you name it, I've been, been through it. So I just, one day I just got on my knees and I said, you know, where do you need me, Lord? And uh, I felt a strong tugging to to get into the memory care field because it's kind of broken. And so I analyzed a lot of things. And so it took me a lot of time to to make that plunge of faith because I was comfortable at Mazak. I was doing decent. And so it's hard to go from a transition of engineering the whole way to the memory care field, which is totally polar opposite. So. But with a 19 years experience, I said, I need to take this plunge. And so I, uh, that's the reason why I, I started plunging into this industry. And I wanted to learn from the ground up about this industry. So I worked for a company called Autumn Leaves. They're a memory care community that uh, I was with them for about three and a half years. And they filed chapter 11 about two years ago. And uh, I went the whole way up to vice president of sales and I flew around the United States. I never asked for a promotion and I knew that was my calling because I was just going through the ropes real quick with almost no, no effort. And one thing that I saw more than anything that was broken, Kim, was, was ill placement, uh, wrong information, and a company, uh, I, I don't want to bring up a company's name online here, but, but there's a big company out there that, that televised all the time and and they're a multi-billion dollar company. That's what we're competing against. So what they do is they get a, they get the lead and they're a lead generated company. That lead goes out to about seven or eight salesmen. Those seven or eight salesmen calls a poor lady that's taking care of her husband and is already stressed up to here and now has to go to locations and she doesn't understand what she's kind of looking for and she just gets swallowed. And so what our company does is uh, we have we have uh, contracts with different hospitals, locations, and, and whatnot. And so upon discharge, we do an assessment on that patient. Or if the lead comes in, we do an assessment on that patient. And we find out, okay, do they need an elder lawyer? Do they, do they need VA help? Do they need long-term health insurance? Do they need counseling? Do they need a psychiatrist? What do they, what do they need? And so before they get discharged, instead of getting a, a piece of paper with just 10 places to go on a, on a discharge planner, like case manager gets to them, a lot of times those discharge planners have like 10 locations to go to and half of them are not even business anymore. And my question to the case managers when we were starting this company, when's the last time you went to a, and vetted a location? And they're like, we never have. We just took their word for it. Okay. So what we do is we vet doctors vet hospitals, vet locations. Um, we make sure that's the right elder lawyer for the case. Um, and then we just give that information free to the family. The only time we make money is if it's a correct placement, private pay uh, placement for that type of dementia. As you know, there's over 20 types of different dementia. And she, so you have to, so we have a database of a bunch of different locations that fit exactly where they need to go in terms of the type of dementia and the care and the price and everything else. So we have a full team that, that does that, including myself. I'm always at the front line, but yeah, that's, that's us in a nutshell. And we love what we do and 
making a little difference every day. And we're, our territory right now is north of College Station, south of Galveston to Orange, east, and then uh, San Antonio. And then we have a location in Dallas, San Antonio. Um, and then we're going a little bit faster than I like. There's a, a company that wants to follow us in Pittsburgh, Tampa, and uh, and L.A. So right now we want to try to get Houston right uh, before we get too excited. Um, but we're 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 very excited about all the, the families that we're guiding correctly um, for the right reasons, because 90 percent of our cases, believe it or not, we, may, we don't make a dime on. But however, words talk. And so when someone says, you know what, Complete Dementia Solutions helped us in terms of the correct home health and corrective, the correct skilled nursing, or if um, it's a medic, we get tons of Medicaid, Medicaid bending beds uh, situations, and that takes hours and hours to sift through. We do that for free. So we believe that the Lord does give back if you have the right heart and right mind. Hence, I would still be amazed. I would still be with Maysac Engineering if I did it my own way. But um, you know, I, I love what I do, and I'm I'm kind of like the mother hen of the fan of the family or a flock of this company, and and I want to make sure it grows slowly so I can kind of be a tough nut to crack uh, to make everybody in place in terms of everyone we hire and and everyone we hire is typically they have to have some type of dementia in the family where they experienced it from front hand. And then also we make sure they're certified uh, dementia practitioner licensed and make sure they've been in the field for a few years. So those three areas are covered so they know what they're talking about when they're sitting down with families and then directing them correctly where they need to go. So that's kind of us and us and uh, we're getting Houston, like I said, and then going that same concept to different cities to help out because as you know, the baby boomers is just exploding and they need help. And it's, you know, I wish we had a cure for dementia so I can get out of this job, but <laughs> there's, there's no cure, unfortunately. Um, but we, we want to, we want to help people in terms of placement and, and guiding them correctly, make sure that the veterans that have a DD 214 honorable discharge are helped out on prior military air force. So we look at that as well. So well, thank we went, you for your service. <laughs> thank you. And so I'm very strict about taking care of care of my flock uh, in terms of guiding. So, and so I laugh and tell most people that God has directed my life, and the 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 way I you know the areas of practice that I do now is is all been driven by you know where He's wanted me to go. So I appreciate your story immensely. Um, how does someone decide when it's time for dementia care? Oh, that's a great question because it it it's all depends on the it's it's a couple stems it's Kim it's it's really sometimes denial sometimes it's feeling guilt but the typically if it's if it becomes unsafe for the caretaker and they're and they're the stress is so high that the caretaker is actually going to the hospital not the demented, demented patient then it's typically time. We what we've seen is if people actually reach out to us and we're on the phone for at least an hour, if we if they do 90% of the talking, which they want to, because they want to get everything out because they're living with a person who has dementia. And so when they get a, a quote unquote person who's lucid, they just they just open up. 
and they release. And so that's that's kind of what I'm kind of stressing on this this meeting is reach out to us, talk it out, because there's sometimes you're just keeping things in where we would actually get a counselor involved, a psychiatrist involved and talking through this to help you out. But yeah, it's it's typically if it's a, if it's an unsafe environment where the person with dementia is leaving the gas on uh, is is a fall risk. Um, it's not really eating correctly and it's pocketing in her mouth. Um, is leaving her car keys in a freezer. Uh, it's not, you know, it's, there's so many warning signs that it's, it's, it's time. And then a lot of people, we get a lot of phone calls where Brendan, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to make a move, but I can't afford it. And almost 90% of those cases, we find money. I mean, it's just like probably calling you. We look at, we look at, what do you have to sell? Do you have any property? What's in your will? Um, military, long, a lot of people don't even understand they have long-term health insurance from a prior employee we look at, like a John Hancock. Um, but there's there's so many options out there for so much help that people are just so frazzled and, and, and spent. And what happens is, I'll go back to that company that does lead generating, they get so f- confused and, and stressed that they thought they were reaching out to a company that would help them, but it actually makes it worse. Okay. And then after that's done, they try to look on the internet for guidance and everything. And you know, the internet's a swarm of information. It's an information overload. So what yeah. we also do is call us, let us talk, and we will sift through all that stuff that's been vetted. We, we spent years doing this, uh, sifting through all the stuff in our database system. Um, so yeah, long story, long, long answer to your question, but yeah, it just, I, I think the warning it's, if it's, if it's an issue and you're not getting any sleep as a caretaker and the person is a threat to you, like harm, um, yeah, you need to call a professional, um, like myself or Kim or, or, an, or a neurologist or a psychiatrist to, to seek help. So you mentioned earlier that you have this database. And, um, and so, so how do you vet the companies or the placements, the facilities um, that you refer to? So we typically, we, we go out there, even with COVID, we, we go in and make an appointment. Uh, what I like to do most of the time is just do drop-in visits that way they're then I'll, then I'll have everything staged. And so a lot of times we just go door knocking and go into these locations. So what we're looking for first is what does the outside appearance look like? Is the, is the yard kept? Is, is the house or the community painted and fresh and looks nice? Because most of the time, if the outside is grungy, the inside's grungy. So we check the outside, we check the inside, we check the calendar of events. We look at, Okay, do they have a neurologist on, on the team? Do they have an MD? Do they have a nurse practitioner, this geri- geriatologist uh, specialist? Do they have an RN or do they just have LVNs? Um, how many CNAs do they have? What's a, what's a care ratio? Let me, let me look at the food. Let me taste the food. Um, is there kind of smells that I don't, I don't like in there? Um, what, how happy is the staff? That's what I look at a lot. Um, 
if the staff is treated right, then most of the time the patients are treated goldy. And then I look at the, the, the people with dementia, the early onset dementia, they can they have no filter, so they can actually tell you what's going on in, in that in that community. So we look at we look at the staff, we pull them aside, talk to them, and then we talk to the the, the demented patients and, and make sure everything that we look at is 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 in this database. And then so I guess go back to my car and the people who uh, work for our team go back to the car and write everything down. And we have a we have a check sheet list that we use, and I'm skipping through a lot of stuff, but it's about 50 to 60 different things that we're looking at. And we take that piece of paper and then transfer it right into our, what's called KEEP, K-E-A-P database system. It's a CRM database. And so mm-hmm. anytime someone tries to find a community and says, oh, you know, my, my husband has frontal lobe and I, I just can't find a place because no place has taken people with anger management issues because they don't want the liability of them beating up someone, um, someone else there. And so we look in the database system and then we say, okay, you're in zip code 77006, whatever. We press enter and then it'll give us a couple of locations for that frontal lobe dementia to go right there in that price point. And so, excellent. Um, how often do you go back and visit the facilities to make sure they're still up to your standards? Typically every five to six months because what we've seen, more, I've never, ever, Kim, ever seen such high turnover rate as in, in the health industry. It's, it's huge. unbelievable. Like engineering, we're, we're a bunch of old farts. We're there forever. <laughs> and, then they go, and then you go to the memory care field. It's just like when you find a gold nugget and a caretaker that actually loves her, his or her job, it's just like, oh, my God, please stay. Um, yeah. yeah, so every, every five or six months. Typically, the executive director stay along pretty long time, but just the CNAs are just turning and burning. And so if you get a wrong apple in there, it, it will change everything. Yeah, I've noticed that since we've been, you know, been doing elder law. Uh, you know, I came into elder law by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, grandparents started declining and, and then had to learn to do all the stuff. You know, caregiving, doctor visits, different way of cooking, um, you know, what are they on the right benefits? Are they getting everything they need? So I had to learn a little the hard way. And so, um, but we've been doing it for a while. And, and so, and because of that, um, you know, we've seen a lot of the different people coming and going and, uh, and it's easy just in our database of, you know, of care case managers and home health workers and things like that, you know, forever changing which company they work for because they, they move a lot. Um, there doesn't seem to be consistency. So I appreciate that you're following up as often as you are, because that does change the dynamics when you change the people. And so hugely important. And so, and, um, but um, you talk about how important it is to get the right placement the first time. Mm-hmm. And, um, so tell our listeners why that's important. Yeah, that's so drastic. Just, you know, from earlier in our conversation, you know, my dad bounced around the three to four different locations because they all said, you know, we can help out your dad when they really couldn't, they just wanted the dollar. And so it's not just vital to the family members in terms of stress, but with person with dementia, it is a nightmare to bounce around. That's the worst thing for a demented patient. And so, like we said, is when we've got the locations, we got to make sure it's a right fit for that type of dementia. And so it is, it is, it is the worst thing that my dad actually went through. I mean, 
you know, first location, he went and he threw a chair through the window. The second one, um, he was pushing another resident. Uh, and the third one, uh, I forget what he did, but he found he got kicked out of there. And then he finally went to the final community and they, they took their time and they understand about frontal lobe and they found out, hey, if if you're a female and you're trying to bathe my dad, you'll probably get punched because he feels like he's cheating on mom. So if it's a male caretaker that comes in and bathes dad, he's fine. So it's just taking that extra step to understand the disease to make sure it's a right fit so they're not bouncing around. And so we ask those questions when we vet the locations. Okay, tell me about your philosophy. Tell me a little bit more about what type of dementia patients you take. And if they start talking and, and I, I can see through a lot of um, smoke screen, if you will, about the patients they can take and I'll be like, nope. And, I'll, and with your question, every five or six months, if there's a location that has totally changed and doesn't fit our criteria, they're off our list until they get it right. And they get it right really quick because they won't get any more information or no more leads from us. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's vitally important to make sure there's a right fit the first time, not just for the caretaker, but for the person with dementia. Well, you and I both know that it's so difficult for them to have to move in new environment and new people and things like that. That just makes the trauma of having dementia that much worse um, because you can't orientate yourself because there's all these strange people all the time and the strange people change and the place changes. And so it really is hugely important to hopefully get it, definitely get it right the first time and never have to move them. And so definitely. So Brendan, this has been great. Tell our listeners, how do they find you? Uh, the best way to reach us is just at complete dementia solutions with an S complete dementia solutions.com. Uh, you can personally reach out to my cell phone. It's 832-334-9287 or email me at Brendan, that's B-R-E-N-D-E-N at CompleteDementiaSolutions.com. The fastest way to typically reach me is my cell number. Just text me and say, hey, I need to, I need help with X, Y, Z. And, and typically I'll reach out that same day. Perfect. And so I just want to thank you so much for, for coming on the show. And uh, today it's been great. Uh, uh, it, it's been, um, you know, it's one of those things listening to the story of your parents, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, obviously your parents loved each other immensely, you know, so, you know, you have that, that sweet, sweet love. And then, you know, for your dad to decline, you know, it's such, you know, such a, as a painful, you know, type of way, but, um, and, uh, but I know your mom probably has some really good memories and, and, oh, uh, so, and uh, those you have to hold on to. So, all right. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Kim, for your time. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Happens with Kim Hegwood. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. wherever you listen to your podcast as we navigate through the challenges that emerge as life happens. The content of this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship or constitute attorney-client privilege, legal, medical, financial, or any other professional advice.